0: Hi, this is Sarah Lawson, I'm the owner of SNH Construction. And I'm Bruce Irving, I'm a home renovation consultant and real estate agent here in Cambridge, Mass.
1: Welcome to Builder's Notebook where we talk about all things construction.
0: Have you ever thought of using HVAC uh, for the first word in Wordle?
1: Only after I've been doing all that drinking you were just talking about, Uh, you were doing on the weekend.
0: I didn't say a thing about any of that.
1: We were talking about a much more important topic, which is if you can dance like a fool without drinking. Oh, when you qualify it that way, hell yeah. Oh yeah, okay, very important. Can I dance well? No. but But, Dancing well is not important
0: at all. Sure, Yeah. yeah.
1: This this is how we uh, we're discussing our weekend. Can
0: because, I? Well, I yeah. want to go back to what's a pretty important. for me, Wordle. Oh, ha, have you ever thought of using HVAC <laughs> as the first word?
1: Uh, that's where I came to the
0: drinking part. You so just wait, not, the I'm not
1: You the will bait. not take the <laughs> and Say <laughs> do it wait, again. Bruce. This, do it again. No. Do
0: it again. <laughs> you say wait. That's only got four letters. <laughs> but
1: it's so and not a word. <laughs> it's so
0: uh, I know, but this is this is my best material. <laughs> Do you have like any idea again, what it's again. like to live at dude. my house? No, it guess sounds, which, it sounds guess brutal. Guess which emoji I get most from my children. A, thi- a thin lip across. Eye roll. Eye roll. Eye roll. I've got like yeah. 50 of them. It's awesome. I like to collect them.
1: All right. Okay, try again. I'm going to do it one more time.
0: No. Yes. That joke is dead,
1: man. Right. I'm just going to show you I can act like, oh. You've already shown me that.
0: All right, let's get serious. What are you, right, what's going on?
1: I was actually going to tell you that this weekend I was at a party in a half-finished house. So it was one of those things where they have a deadline and they're like, "We're having a big party. Guy's sixtieth birthday." How, how finished was it? Uh, it had. We were on subfloor. Oh, perfect. <laughs> was, so like, you can spill no, stuff all over the place. It, it was and great just for a party. It, it was exactly no furniture. Yeah, it was like it the best up party ever.
0: Quarter oak. It's, later.
1: <laughs> later, it's the um, best.
0: People should always do that. What was the basic idea other than having a
1: party? It was my friend's 60th birthday party, okay. and it was a masquerade ball. And mm-hmm. there was like, well, there wasn't really a ball, but we were all wearing masks. Yeah, that no, masquerade. God, it wasn't much
0: of a ball. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> my idea of yay. But well, you went for it. There were guys it? in tuxes. I, well, had, I had a big mask on. and Lots it was really of guys fun. do stuff that I would not <laughs> do you want have to. A tux? Do. I used to. Uh, I wore it to the Emmys. Why'd you go to the Emmys? Oh, because of this old hat. Yeah, I actually have one.
1: Oh, that's really nice. Does it still fit you?
0: The Emmy, no, yeah, pretty much. You have an Emmy, yeah. Ah. it was hilarious. Didn't I tell you this last uh-uh. time? Oh, it was what we would walk around New York City with it, and, and lots of people are like,
2: "Hey, is that an Oscar?" And
0: we say, "Yeah," and it would just sort of go
1: from there. I, I, I'm sure this is very equivalent, but the first time I ever won a medal for um, running old lady track and field, which mm-hmm. is very equivalent to an Emmy, the way I look mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I walked around. Um, I think it was uh, it was somewhere in. Louisiana. And I walked around anybody, all night with it on. Did it was anybody pick like up the bait and say, hey? Oh, they were very impressed. Way out of proportion because it's like, it's like this cheap little track and field medal. But I was so proud. I that's think like an you Emmy. Be. Tell like an me, Emmy.
0: it's not actually called an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever you just said. Is it? Uh, no.
1: It's yeah. called Masters, but
0: that's what we oh. call all us old athletes yeah. are all Masters. You know what I'm yeah. really psyched about? What? Um,. MLS which is the uh, multiple listing service which yes. is all of uh, real estate appears in public on that is getting rid of the phrase master suite it took them a on little the, while didn't uh, it the, in the middle of the april 2022
1: yeah, yeah. What, they're a little i mean well, we got rid of it it took a it took them a while
0: but that there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people say what the what who cares? But I think it does matter, and it's super easy, and now to, to replace it. What do you guys call that? Kind we call of it
1: primary. We do primary. primary. I mean, yeah. it's it's hard for all of us who have been saying it mm-hmm. you know, the other way for decades, yep. but we in all our written material, and we really try. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's got to go away. It's just to say goodbye. Yeah, I mean, not, changing language always is a little bit of a process, but that's not a good enough reason to keep it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sarah. It's, yeah. Talk to me about what we're doing today. We're talking about HVAC. HVAC used to be semi-confusing, and now it's really, really confusing because oh. there are ver- there are so many ways of doing it. There are pluses and minuses. There are requirements from um, energy code. It's a really complicated and expensive area that I think people, including myself, can use more um, illumination of. We have a wonderful guest. Uh, Paul McDougall of McDougall Plumbing and Mechanical. Yep. And he knows all there is to know about these topics, so we're going to grill them.
0: Heating, ventilation. Yes. And cooling. Is that HVAC? Bruce, you know what I love to do? No.
1: Just point out some little thing that you did wrong, just to be annoying, sort of mm-hmm. superior, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Get in line. Uh, okay, there you go. So we what s- is
0: it this time? Apparent- I actually, I have a
1: feeling. HVAC, very importantly, is yep. heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Yeah, that's son it. of a gun. I
0: know. You know, it's. I said it, but I said it with all the conviction of a straight <laughs> middle aged white guy. <laughs> it was. It's- didn't work and you know being
1: a middle-aged white lady i had a hard time giving you a hard time about yes, it so i'm gonna have to say been, everybody thinks it's Anne. Yes, don't you exactly. worry about you've it you've been socialized I, to make exactly. me feel comfortable feel you feel better so Thank don't you. you worry about it that's like uh, who cares what it stands for we, we know, know it's what it gonna means. be the best <laughs> podcast
2: ever
1: hi paul thanks so much for
0: joining us we really appreciate it thanks for having us <laughs> on Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to just dive into one of the questions that we we came up with, which is, uh, well, actually we're slowing
2: down here. Just
0: tell us about the company. Uh,
2: So our company does plumbing and HVAC. And so that involves sheet metal, boilers, um, geothermal systems, radiant heat, snow Mm -hmm. melt, uh, fresh air systems. All the modern type of heating and cooling systems you can think of, plus like all the basic plumbing stuff. Basic plumbing. So, and we do big installs, little installs, service, you know, and then, you know, maintenance after the fact. How many people work for you? Right now we have 26 guys in the field. Wow. uh, And a few people in the office, a couple of field managers. And times are busy? Times are
0: busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very busy. How's the
2: supply chain treating you? It looked like it was improving. Um, and then it seems to be getting worse. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, what are the main
1: things you're waiting for? Yeah. Well, one of the,
2: the biggest hiccup was getting equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, like so your the, the mechanical, yeah, boxes. your AC condensers, your indoor air handlers, your mm-hmm. boilers, stuff like that, and they have seemed to caught up. Mm-hmm. But what's lacking now is like flex duct. Mm. Which you know they should have a hundred boxes per store ten stores in Massachusetts and you go and they are like well We have one box here and then there's six boxes in Connecticut. Yeah, can you wait a week? And it's like we no know. we can't so yeah The little stuff. Yeah, know, um, the things PEX that, pipe and fittings. Yep brutal. To I was right wondering now. about pex. Where is that made? I'm just it's made like all over, but yeah. it's the components of it. I guess a lot come from Texas and the uh, like the Gulf area okay. because that's where they develop a lot of plastics. Yeah. Um, so that slowed some things down. Yeah. So it's like the little things mm-hmm. that you wouldn't like expect it's, uh, is now hitting us now. Speaking then, of a
0: supply chain, mm-hmm. you can't supply the heat or the cooling without all the pieces in place. Well, we can't mm-hmm.
2: in the building. It seems like we can never just finish a job <laughs> and walk away. Yeah. Hey. We're always going back for something. Wow. Well,
1: so... I have questions about, I think HVAC has gotten so complicated because even back in the day, I'm not sure everyone understood how they heated their houses, and of course they didn't even cool them back then. Now it's become expensive and extremely complicated, and so I was hoping we could sort of go through. In some ways, there's so many different ways to heat and cool your house that I'm not sure we can even go through all of them and talk about pluses and minuses. But um, let may, me, Maybe let me ask we
0: shouldn't you, have the podcast
1: then. Let's just, get, let's just go home. Let's go get <laughs> some coffee. <laughs> no, but so Paul, let me ask you what, I mean if I can fairly ask this question, what is are people putting in their houses? What's the most common sort of combination of heating and cooling? And we won't even get into some of the other fresh air and all that stuff, just talk about heating and cooling. What are people doing?
2: I think the go-to system right now is what we would call a hydro-air system, yeah. where we have a hot water boiler that can provide Heating to air handlers, we run it through a coil. Air pushes over the hot coil. We push warm air into the space. In that air handler box is also a um, what we call a DX coil, a refrigerant coil. So that seems to be the go-to system. It's energy efficient. It checks two boxes: heating and cooling. So we don't need baseboard heat, rental radiators, radiant, mm-hmm. and you know anything like that. You just need a ducted delivery system, one ducted delivery system. Got it.
1: Yeah, and the thing that's neat about it, one of them is that you can um, have the air handlers distributed in the house a little bit and so then you're running a liquid to them to those elements and then running the air so that one of the things we run into is that if someone just has a big furnace in their basement and they've got the octopus arms going throughout the whole house you're doing a lot of building of soffits and chases that that up and down and around that make the design look ugly. So this is a way of being able to distribute that, make
2: it smaller. We can use multiple air handlers, typical home has anywhere between three and four, different air handlers, one in the basement, one in the attic, maybe one over the master suite type of thing. Um, So we we can, then we're just running smaller piping to it. We don't have to run big, yeah. trunks through mm-hmm. large spaces so like individualized delivery yeah. systems so um, it allows us to like customize how a section of the home heat or cools uh, to that person's taste i guess you could say or comfort level uh, so that gives us a lot of flexibility plus we can use the boiler to help make hot water for you know showers yeah like that. Hot right water and then it's right. just one vent outside of the house as opposed to like a furnace system which you know, we're going to need multiple gas lines, multiple venting through the house, and then that gets a little complicated, and it gets a little ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it gets a little ugly. And so then do you need to humid? Because that means that what the, the heat and
1: cooling that's coming to you is coming as air. When it actually gets to you, it's air. So do you do
2: humidification for a system like that, or does it come out? <clears throat> we always offer it. Mm-hmm. So hydroways deliver a, you know, the air is in as well. So it's not, it doesn't feel as dry, it doesn't dry out the air as much. But
1: mm, that's interesting. with these
2: tighter homes, with more intricate millwork, maybe artwork, maybe a piano, and mm. then sometimes just the customer's comfort level, they need the extra humidity. The middle-aged ladies,
1: I mean, speaking for that group, uh, uh, since I am <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. one. Really. I mean, we like our skin hum- to be humidity, a little yeah. Water, yeah, And it helps, <laughs> you, you know, know, and now they're saying that it helps control... Uh, bacteria, moisture, mold—that oh, really of thing. so like you have this optimum humidity mm-hmm. level, not mm-hmm. too, not too moist, not too dry. So it, it does all play an effect to both health wise plus condition of the space. Mm-hmm. So with the hydro air systems, we can deliver that mm-hmm. through those. But then you start talking about like you know complications, cost. Like now it starts to compound. Okay, but
0: before we get there, yeah. just to keep the the kids uh, mm-hmm. up to speed. You said delivering liquids mm-hmm. to each of those air handlers. Mm-hmm. and I want to be specific. They are coolant going up yep. and water going up. So hot water. Yeah, hot water.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the other thing I wanted to point out is when you say furnace, a furnace is basically burning... The- the air uh, <laughs> yes. uh, tr- and then pushing it around the house, How which is why do it. It, be, it, it is so darn dry. Yes. I uh, yeah. And it yeah. was interesting to hear you say that they're not a lot of fun actually in some ways to put in anyway because of the multiple venting. and. Correct. Yeah. We almost
1: never put them in. I mean, do you? Never, never. Yeah. never. Interesting. Mm-mm. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you've been saying
2: uh, while they're great, these hydro air systems, there's complexity. Just about any HVA system we install now, it's going to have some complexity to it. Dis- yeah.
0: Define complexity.
2: How it's controlled is usually the biggest sticking point. Mm-hmm. Okay. What type of control people use because they like, you know, the internet connected devices, mm. which sometimes can play havoc with our equipment because our equipment isn't designed for that. It's mm. like an add-on third party. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's, it's not designed and tested in a, in a factory setting. Right. It can work. But depending on the logic built into these uh, smart thermostats, yeah, it can drive people crazy sometimes.
1: So explain that a little more. What can it do that drives them
2: crazy? So the the most popular one right now being Nest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Nest has a learning function, and what it does it is can turn itself off, it can turn itself on mm-hmm. because it's learning how you live in the house. So if you go two weeks of being in the house straight mm. and then all of a sudden you're gone mm. it changes the pattern then you come back in oh, and wow. it's like oh well the heat's off but i'm home yeah what's going time on time for you to relearn really fast mm-hmm. right it doesn't. and then it's people say it has a mind of its own it's like mm-hmm. well no it's actually what you're doing It just learned what you're doing but now you've changed your schedule how dare you i know now, so <laughs> What we end up having to do is we turn off a lot of these features that are built into it. Yeah. the learning features. Yeah. the auto scheduling. I've that,
0: turned off all of my own yeah. personal learning features. Yeah, me too. In me my too. life, and I've had,
2: everybody <laughs> finds me more predictable, very steady state. So, <laughs> but it's <true>. no doubt <laughs> that is, is caused some headaches. Plus, like the technology is newer, <clears throat> and uh, you know, I could really dive into some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like. Sometimes we use multi-stage heating, multi-stage cooling, what kicks on when, oh, radiant first stage to warm the floor, then hydro air. And it's those smart thermostats, like, they can do it, but how well they do it is a matter of opinion. So
1: once you get rid of the learning part, though, do they do pretty well? Because I love my nests, I can remotely control, it's great.
2: When it comes to... Remotely monitoring and remote controlling, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're easy to use. It's great. I have them in my own house. Mm-hmm. And I turned off all the fancy stuff right away. Right. So, because it was driving my wife nuts.
1: Yeah. Right. Because you can just put it on a timer and then be able to override it with yeah. and all with you your just phone. just don't take
0: pretty, any vacations. You just don't. So you you know, don't throw you turn
1: off. off the learning. Turn off the learning. And I can't <laughs> go
0: away because I'm going to bamboozle my nest system. <laughs> so I'll be here for the rest of
1: you don't have to leave though because of the fresh air devices and the everything. Mm-hmm. You, you just, you've I'll got be, it all. I'll be the judge. Delivering.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I yeah. have a. I want to I do what I always want to do, so we'll uh, do. We've already established that. Si- since we've <laughs> somewhat established within uh, this conversation so far that there's complexity, there's supply issues, and there's dough, mm-hmm. the question starts, and you may or may not be able to help us here, Paul, is what are the things people can do before? they change out or upgrade a heating and cooling
1: system. To do what? To make it more efficient or to make Um, it more comfortable
0: for them? No, I'm I'm fishing for the things you can do to your home before you put in, before you need to put in a new system. To make it perform better as an HVAC system, yeah.
2: Or as a system, the house itself. Right. Uh, I think, you know, you can take a look at your home and you can take a look at windows insulation, those type of things, mm-hmm. which can be expensive. And sometimes, you know, the furnace is broke or boilers broke. You just need a new boiler. But if you started looking holistically at the house, um, window quality, door quality, insulation values, uh, air sealing, so air sealing, yeah, is big. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. sometimes even furniture placement. No way. And we get a lot of phone calls. We're like, you know, this system, this room's just cold. And we go there and it's like, well, you put a There's couch the that chair for yes. the delivery. Or, we, or they, they block off our return error. Oh, fascinating. They, they push the beds right up to the baseboard radiators. And it's like, well, you know, these systems are designed to have clearances. And I know that it doesn't fit the feng, mm-hmm. feng shui <laughs> in this room, but mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, do you want to spend the cost to try to move the ducts, move the baseboard? go to a different system, you know, you can start looking at those things,
1: Yeah. Too. So how many um, zones do people tend to like to have? Because one of the things that makes these systems so expensive, and we'll talk about that, is that, you know, when I was growing up, there was one zone in the house, and I, I've done projects where there's a zone in every room.
2: What, what do you find? People are leaning towards zones in every room. Wow. Um, you know, so we have to budget accordingly. Yeah. You give them the ins and outs. You know, you can only zone systems so much right? Uh, before you have to start picking different pieces of equipment, sometimes more expensive pieces of equipment, more complicated wiring.
1: Because just it, wiring and then, of course, it's sort of the manifold system, right? I mean, you used to have to send something to one half the house. Now- there's, a,
2: there's a lot that goes into it. And people are definitely pushing for more individual zones and more control of their own space, mm-hmm. whether it's a single bedroom, a single office, which is really um, complicating the systems.
1: And um, just think how much they lose in the interpersonal growth with their siblings when they can't. So that you know the sister doesn't run downstairs and say I'm roasting and the that's our next like, that's It's about interpersonal problems caused by your <laughs> But it's I like good. it's like it's like the discussion of when you only have one bathroom.
0: Like yeah. is that good for no. your bathroom? No.
1: That is good for you. This reminds me a that.
0: bit about like the sono systems or the the sound systems. I mean. That there, is a, there used to be a... And now I sound like a... I know, we're doing it. We are. Guy. I started it. But there'd I'm be sorry. a stereo and you'd be like, that's where we listen to the music. <laughs> and now everybody needs their own individual right. stuff piped into their rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's for little... people who are not rolling in it, um, the, not the high-end uh, custom customers, is there any sort of go-to solution for people of
2: regular means? We usually try to keep you know one system you know an air handler, call it that does both the heating and cooling in like you know two zones per floor mm-hmm. if you can give them that um you know we'll put like a thermostat in this room we'll put a thermostat in this room sometimes we'll just run a wire to a, another bedroom just in case mm-hmm. you know it's in place already it's behind the wall that mm-hmm. usually does it and how about the, the equipment itself what does a i
0: don't want to call it budget a solution but when you have what's a a non-budget busting way to upgrade the heating and the cooling in your house is it the hydro air system or is it something else
2: so the hydro air system it's like you need to have like the infrastructure in place to do that you need to have the refrigerant piping already in place Um, if you're talking about replacing a system and a home that's already built yes you kind of have to follow suit a little bit of what's there Hmm. if you don't you will blow the budget okay that's good. So yeah, okay. So for example. So you would so if you have a hot water boiler mm-hmm. that feeds baseboard radiator mm-hmm. or, you know, Cambridge, Belmont, Watertown, uh, Boston will have the big cast iron radiators. Mm-hmm. Find a way to use that heating delivery system more efficiently. Got mm-hmm. it. Also you can switch
1: I was thinking of like rentals, which are these well, I don't I'm sure there are domestic ones now, but they're um, heavy iron Low baseboard that are very attractive. I like them a lot and they can replace um, regular baseboard yep, and so you're beautifying, but the delivery system in terms of it's still hot water that's going through. Correct. I believe the water has to be a slightly different temperature or? Yep. or yeah. Those, so those there's a little bit of tweaking. We do it. The
2: considerations right the um, that we usually work out in the field. And then if that
0: house that we we're imagining never had air conditioning and it had radiators
2: what would you do there? Ideally, we'd keep the radiators, yep. or you know, maybe upgrade them. Use a high efficiency boiler to supply hot water okay. to keep the house warm. Yeah, uh, because this this good piece of equipment that are not super expensive, and there's rebates to back it, so that usually helps. Mm-hmm. And then, if people are looking to add cooling, we have a couple of different options. We have. Um, ductless mini-splits, which go directly on the wall.
1: So what those are is those are those things that you see that are up on the top of wall. They actually can put them in ceilings, too, and yep. they're separate little um, units that they can share a condenser outside with right. maybe a, a couple other ones. Yeah, they're connect- but that they're, and they're
0: connected but only with a thin tube. Only with a thin so tube for no the duct. coolant, and then the
1: air handler is integrated into that thing you're yep. looking at, so that's what makes it blow out on right. you. And but then, they're independent, and they're, they're yes. really
2: high-efficient very efficient, very quiet, and you get individual room control with them. Mm -hmm. So that's like probably the least expensive way to do a nice AC upgrade. You know, aesthetically, not everyone loves them. But usually what I tell people is like, once it's in, Mm -hmm. in two weeks, you won't care because Mm -hmm. it will just work so well and be so comfortable. And it's way better than a shaking window. Yes.
1: The, AC, yeah. so. there are, the ones in the ceilings are nice. I'm in an Airbnb right now because our house is under construction. Yeah. And, um, they, you know, it's flush yeah. up on the ceiling, and it, it looks great. Yeah, But you so can they, only do that if you have an attic right.
2: above. And they, it. Yeah. you know, when most people think of the ducted, ductless mini-splits, they think about the wall-mounted unit. But all the manufacturers have kind of pushed different products into the market that can be pushed up into the ceiling kind of in almost like zero profile yeah mm-hmm. you know three quarters of an inch wow. protruding down mm-hmm. um, um and they work really well they're very quiet but you know there's there's some framing concern. like you get into it a little bit a little bit, bit more cutting it's a little tougher right. than just
0: hanging, a hanging box up off the a wall. wall
2: and you know i've had people approach us and say you know i want to do ductless mini splits in my entire house and they could be like six seven rooms and i'm like well at that point let's con- consider a conventional ducted system
1: so let's talk I'm sorry let's talk about that because we were you were answering our question about what would you do if you didn't have AC and you're going to put it in yeah I think you were about to roll to low profile high velocity or so
2: then we start looking in you know because the cost starts getting up there so much and I'm like we could probably do a ducted system Mm. the same amount of money and you wouldn't see it. You do you just carry a off. figure in your head
0: per head of yeah. ductless, roughly what installed? It's usually four to five. Four it's to five, five thousand bucks per unit
2: hung on a wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then, after, so I'm like, by the time you had at three, four, you're like, you can yeah. probably do a ducted system if you have an open attic, if you have mm-hmm. an unfinished basement. Um, up, up from the basement, right. down from the attic. Typically we would maybe go down from the attic. Mm-hmm. You easily we can get the second floor or third floor, um, and then you know we can drop the small mini ducts, which mm-hmm. is a uh, high velocity system. Yeah. It's a four inch tube with insulation around it, and we can fish that all through yep. the house. It's flexible. It's flexible. It's like fishing a
0: very, very fat wire. Yes. Through the house.
2: And we've done that successfully in older homes. Um, and then sometimes if we can just do the big trunks because you have yeah. the space and we can throw that in really quick.
1: Yeah. I mean, it depends on, we do a lot of the high velocity, which as Paul said, they're much thinner and you don't have that big boxed in wall going down the corner of your room or across the top of your ceiling. Mm -hmm. So those um, can be great. Uh, We've also done it, you'll probably disapprove of this, where you've done the cooling from the top down and you haven't even gone down to the first floor because you take the edge off so much if you're involved in the house. Now here you can tell me where this terrible thing. Meaning that no. the cool air falls down. the house? Yeah. yeah, and it, it takes because normally the heat's rising and it's mm-hmm. just
2: pulling that off. So we we did a home in Milton a while back and they were like, just give us you know cooling in the bedrooms. Hmm. So we sized up a system, um, dropped inducting, and they were like, you know, we'll do the first floor after when we start our renovation next year. Great. So we did that and then they said paul i'm not sure we need after one year they were like i'm not sure we need it down here yeah i mean it took the edge it was great upstairs and it took the edge off we just kind of left it at 72 and it's just let it do its thing they were like yeah some 95 degree days yeah you know but for the most part they were good with just that one system that handled the bedroom and took the edge off everything else now not a big house Right. Not a lot of parts to it, so you could get away with that right. in some areas.
0: But that's a pl- that's a perfect example of where good insulation yes. and some good old-fashioned solar control yep. of shade or Shade's uh, awnings or yep. right. properly placed trees could reduce the load on the house so that yep. so you could get away yep. with it.
1: I, I mean, I always say... Pretty much every podcast we do, I end by saying, insulate your roof. It's like every single problem yeah. <laughs> is Mom, helped by insulating your roof. It just makes your life different. Your house... Mom said, wear a hat. That's exactly right. Reasons. It just stabilizes the whole situation in your house. And it's you can do the walls too, but the roof is usually, I shouldn't say easier, because sometimes it can be quite complex, but yeah. it's, it's a lot of bang for the buck.
2: I end up talking to a lot of customers about insulating their roof first, mm-hmm. which usually... Yeah, it pushes my work off. So I talk myself out of the sale. And when you, (laughs) I think eventually when I go back there, like, it's the hugest thing. You know, my equipment can be smaller, my ducting can be smaller, Um, and they're so much more
0: comfortable. And when you talk to them about it, do you tend to push or suggest under the roof deck? Or just at the top of the living space, i.e. at, I. The, I. at the, the Never day. at
1: the at the top of the living space anymore. Well, that's because interesting. Because you have to, your Absolutely. thermal envelope yes. has to go around the outside of all your HVAC equipment, all your ducting. Is that by code now? It is. Ah, yeah, so it makes sense. You, yeah.
0: Because so back, back in the day, I remember being taught, you know, some people would say, just do something up there because you're making these air handlers work in, you know, Saudi Arabian right, heat. Right. But right. That's been conquered by but the code. It has. Cool.
1: I actually have a question about air quality. So when you're doing a a new house or just a totally renovated house, they become tight. And so do you put in a lot of these, um, you know, air circulation systems and also heat recovery, which is when um, you're pulling air out of outside venting air to the outside, but trying to heat the, capture the heat that's going out of the house so that you can heat the air that's coming in. So you're not just freezing yourself to get fresh air. That was Maybe so, not
2: such a good description, but well, help me out. Here. I know. I know what you're saying. So yeah. now that code, code standards are, I don't want to say more difficult. They're stronger, S- stringent, stringent maybe. on uh, insulation values, uh, values window valves, mm-hmm. The houses have become tighter. So now they've they've realized like we need to do something with the air inside the house because it can make people not feel good. It can right. be trapped right? so, so now we have bottle. to bring in fresh air. Yep. Um, and there's a couple of different ways we do that, and you know one of the big ones is an ERV, HRV, which is a you know one-to-one exchange of air. So for every like you know one cubic part of air that we pull out of the house that's contaminated with smells and humidity and hey you know, butts, I resemble that yeah, we we bring in you know one cubic foot of fresh air into the house and I'll stop you just uh, unpack HRV and ERV HRV is a heat recovery ventilator. And an ERV is an energy recovery ventilator, and they're used differently, and it's typically different parts of the country. Okay. So, and we don't need to. They they, off, they operate the lines. same. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one's better at other things than the other. Okay. Well, you're shipping the stale air out of the house.
0: Yep. And we're you're shipping new stuff in and trying to temper or condition right. that incoming yeah. air with
2: whatever heat is available yeah. or whatever this, cooling is
0: available.
2: Either way. It, either way yeah. so if hmm. we have cool air in the house and we're bringing in warm air we want to cool it down a little bit if yeah. we have hot air in the house are bringing cold air in we want to heat it up a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. and we get that energy exchange it's a it's roughly 50 percent exchange are those boxes expensive i was, I was gonna <laughs> say are they required by code too so those are there's there's a There is a fresh air requirement in Mm -hmm. the building code, in the energy code, Mm -hmm. Uh, actually I shouldn't say energy code, but in the building code, Mm -hmm. how you deliver it into the house is really up to the installer, the builder, and the customer because Mm -hmm. the ERV is probably the most expensive way to do it Mm because it's a bigger box, a fan, you need an electrician, you need a sheet metal guy to run the ducting, you need a carpenter to cut in penetrations and make them waterproof. So luck can be involved in that, but there are other less expensive ways. A simple motorized damper can work on a control timer that mm-hmm. opens and closes. Mm. We'll do that a lot um, to meet building code. But it's, it's, it doesn't doesn't condition. The it doesn't condition, right. so. and it you know you're you're adding load to the.
1: Because yeah. you're making your summer house hotter and yeah, your winter right. house making colder. Making it work a little harder. Making it work harder. And,
2: there, and then there are controls that get added on which can like, 95 degrees and humid, mm-hmm. it will like, it won't allow the system to bring in fresh air because mm-hmm. it's, it's too, too much. Too low much. To yeah. Add. So, you know, we have all these good ideas, good intentions, but we yeah. have to like, yeah. be careful about how we treat the
0: house. I know so, that your company uh, is what started by your father. Is that yeah. right? What year, roughly? Nineteen eighty six. Oh, okay. I'd like to think that eighty six was just a few years ago. Where I was headed was the, our grandparents We're let's going right into the bin in the hop podcast. over your parents <laughs> to my grandparents. They would listen to this and go, What in Lord's name are these people talking about? Right. We got your windows, they open and they close <laughs> and you go out and have lemonade. Big fan in the attic. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, it's not it's not good or bad. It's just like wow, this yep. is a big change. Yep change. Paul can you talk
1: about how much these systems typically cost customers and why they've gotten so much more expensive?
2: So we can we'll look at it for two different you know there's the direct to customer replacements and then there's like building remodel replacements right where it's so, a whole new system where it's a whole new system yep. so like if we're doing you know working with the customer to replace the system I think like a heating system is going to cost anywhere between 10 I just priced one up at $60,000 and that's a replacement system and it was so expensive because the size of the home yeah uh, the type of system that they wanted to meet some efficiency standards that Mm -hmm. were important to them so they had fancy equipment they wanted fancy equipment yeah they wanted meaning
1: German and really precise or or it's equivalent yes or or it's
2: equivalent they also had some um, you know aesthetics that they wanted to maintain. So mm-hmm. we had to, you know, bring in a chimney subcontractor to line a chimney. We had to add some controlling features to it to give it more zoning. That was part of it. So okay. I, so part of the systems that, what usually drives the cost is the size of your home. If you live in a large home, it's gonna be expensive to replace replace the heating system. Yeah. And then what do you want from it? You, yeah. know, you know, what's important to them? is noise important, is efficiency standards, is low carbon footprint, Mm -hmm. you know, so those are big driving costs. Yeah, great. And we can accomplish a lot of those things if like we can have frank conversations about like what their budget is and you know, what's important to them.
0: What do the people get for the 20
2: in that case? They still get a great system, but like that 20 is gonna be the, the, you know, that 2000 square foot house or Mm -hmm. you know, 1800 square foot condo mm-hmm. or lower, uh, you know, and I'm sure other people can do it for less expensive and some people can do it for more expensive, but that's, we've, we've seen some pretty high numbers come in, even yeah. more so than what I would, you know, yeah, what I would budget in my head. Yes. Like, so I stopped telling people yeah. what things cost.
1: We've been seeing that too. If, so w- will you talk about when you're doing a whole new system and what those amounts tend to be?
2: So in the homes that we do for the customers we do them for and the builders we do them for you know it's probably like the the higher end systems and you know to, to help builders and I probably shouldn't say this but it's we've we kind of have in our head that50 dollars per square foot okay. of condition space mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that and that's that's a really good system that's a hydroware system that's your ERVs that's your humidity. Maybe even a little bit of radiant, mm. like in a mudroom, um, nice. you know, big hot water heater.
1: Okay. So but does that mean $150,000 for a 3,000 3, square foot that's home? That's called math, yes. I, I'm trying. It's a little early we've still. Done, we've done it. So, so oh so wait, I mean, we've done them that exceed that. Yeah. And I think just to describe what that gets them, I mean, there might be some uh, hydro-radiant heat yep. in that. There's You're gonna heating get all, and cooling. Yep.
2: You're going to probably get multiple air handlers yeah. with multiple zones. So really indiv- individualized to them. Mm-hmm. Um, condensers probably far away from the main house so they don't have to hear it, they don't have to see it. Right, They're going to get multiple humidifiers right. so that each area of the home has its own humidification standard, multiple ERVs, uh, uh, big hot water heater. Yeah, uh, we're rolling it, that hot water portion of it. Usually gets rolled into the HVAC package.
1: So, so you mean it's integrated into
2: the boiler for the yeah. heating system? Yeah, they're combined. So, and, you know, sometimes you're actually might might even get two hot water heaters and two boilers mm. for redundancy.
1: You also might get some of the details on the. Um, the delivery grills. That's a really good Um, one. So there's flush versions of this that just sort of appear in the plaster.
2: Yep. And that really can drive up the cost. Whereas a traditional metal grill is $20, the equivalent flush plaster grill is $120. And and you got to pay the plaster because they got to make that perfect. So it can, you know, there's usually, you know, with that design, there's a lot of information that's, um, presented before the build to help coordinate. So there's a lot of like pre-construction time built into that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually my company will produce drawings for duct layout, that type of thing. So that can that can really drive up the cost, but yeah. the end result is usually like a purple, almost perfect system. Nothing's perfect, yeah. but that's part of it. What do you got in your house? <laughs> I have uh, oil-fired baseboard heat. <laughs> And then I put in a ducted heat pump system, hmm. which my wife hates. So we just use oil heat, and we just pay the bill. Oh my gosh, I have oil heat too in my house. From the, it's a modern
1: house from the '50s.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't get gas. We use so the oil heat does a good job. Yeah. and my my everyone's comfortable, you know. And we just pay the bill. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> story of my
1: life. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thanks, Paul, so much for coming in. We loved your thoughts. We could talk to you all day. Um, we just want to remind everybody that this is Paul McDougal from McDougal Plumbing and Mechanical. And you're based, where are you based? We're on the Shore.
2: We sub- go everywhere. But so. he goes everywhere. We, use them, we work with them a lot. Yeah, and whatever you need. What's your website? Uh, www.mcdougalmechanical.com Okay, great.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. If you want to know more about SNH Construction, you can go to
0: shconstruction.com, and I'm at BruceIrving.biz.